0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Sports with Timothy McCain. Today, we're going to be talking about specifically the ACC tournament. So, there was a couple of things that happened uh, yesterday. I actually went to uh, a couple of games yesterday. The first game that I saw was Virginia Tech versus Clemson. I came a little late, went to the third quarter. And the second game that I that I went to see was Duke versus Florida State. Okay, so for the first game, I want to say this. I want to say that it was... An incredible showing of both teams. Um, I liked the I liked how both coaches, like it was like a chess match, like who was going to score. It was like a back and forth chess match battle, and it was really interesting to see who was coming on and who was coming off. Specifically, one player, Taylor Emery, for from, from Virginia Tech. Growing up for Virginia, I, I was I was rooting for them, but I, I got to see this girl. She was incredible last night. Step back threes, driving to the lane, stealing basketballs. I mean, this girl, she was on a tear last night. Um, But ultimately, I mean, it was not enough to win the game. Clemson, their overall team effort won the game. That's kind of like the difference between a team that's led by a superstar and a team that has a superstar with other good players. Usually the teams with superstars and other good players wins the game. Now, there was one player for uh, Clemson that averaged that scored 28, uh, Aaliyah Collier. But she also had teammates that averaged 10, 10, 15 and 12. Whereas to be honest with you, for Virginia Tech, they only had two players that averaged that only scored over 10 points. The rest of them only averaged under eight. And so that was one of the issues with the game. The fact, the fact of the matter was that Clemson's bench and Clemson's star players did more to win the game. So it was unfortunate from that perspective for Virginia Tech, even though they battled it out. So you have to give respect to that. Um, the second game that I saw... Was uh, Duke versus Florida State, and that was a game that was different. It was the opposite of a. Uh, it was really interesting how it was. The first game was an offensive type game, and the second game was more of a defensive type game. Duke, Duke is not an offensive-driven team. They just they have a lot of hustle players. They have a lot of people who will go for rebounds, and you know they'll they'll put their body out in the line. Whereas somebody like a Virginia Tech. Or Clemson, they have more skill-type players. Or, like, let's say, a Yukon a, a, a or, a, or a Louisville or Notre Dame. But we, we saw this last night when, ultimately, Florida State, you could tell who the better team was on the court. I mean, Florida State was just a better team. They had faster guards and they had bigger inside players. I mean... They had a player from Florida State that was that looked like Baby Shaq out there. I mean, she's probably like six four, like maybe two hundred pounds, two hundred. I mean, that's I mean she was a monster. I mean, and Duke, they have a lot of they have a lot of players who are good, but ultimately, um, and and they have a lot of good defensive players. It's okay to be a defensive-minded team. But you know, just like uh, Virginia for the men's team, they have to make sure someone scores a certain a, a certain a lesser amount than them. That's that's the way Duke's basketball team works. They have to make sure they stop somebody from scoring a certain amount because they're not going to outscore anyone. Okay, now granted, Duke has really good they have really good offensive players when it comes to Liana, Odom and Haley Gorecki, and I did actually expect to see a player like Mila Goodchild to play better. But ultimately, she only had zero points. Odom, Duke's best player, only scored 13. Now, she did get hit in the eye. That kind of maybe took her out of the game. But Haley Gorecki, and she's kind of like got this circus shot. It's really, inter- it's really interesting to see the way she just, she almost like hooks it in the air. Um, but she scored 17. But the thing was, for Florida State, they just had a bunch of players who were just scoring over 10 points a game. Whereas it was really only Odom and Gorecki that really scored anything, and it was as someone who was, has been watching Duke closely this year, I wanted to see more from uh, an Odom, more from a Jade Williams, who who been who are actually really good players. Jade Williams, uh, Jay Williams is somebody who I believe could be potentially a really good player in college basketball. I believe that she might need to work on, you know, some conditioning or something like that. But if she works on her shot, her body type could really do well in, in college basketball. I, I believe that she could be a really good player. Um, now, uh, we, you know, Faith Suggs was in the game too. Uh, you know, she's more of a hustle type player. But it just, it just wasn't enough for Duke because obviously, I mean, Florida State, they, they were the better team. And they had they had the better offensive players. If you look at it, Duke had a fourteen and fourteen record. Florida State they were twenty three and seven. So, and then just they just had more going on for them. So, respect to the Duke. They played tough. They played hard, but ultimately it wasn't enough. So now Florida State's gonna go on and face NC State, which I am picking NC State to win that game because I believe that state wants revenge. They lost to Florida State by five this year. And State's got something to prove. State had has had an incredible year this year. They're ninth ranked in the nation. They're 25 and four. And a lot of people have been sleeping on them all year. Nobody talks about State. Nobody talks about State. And it's time for, for the Wolfpack to do something to to make people remember their name and recognize what they've been doing. And, and this ACC tournament is something where they can use to, to go at it. Okay, so they, they don't have the star players of a Louisville or a Notre Dame, but if they can go at it and, and, and including their bench with shooting from the field with their shooting percentage, I believe State has a chance to, to play anybody. The question is do they do they have enough inside to say we don't care what their record is, we don't care that that Notre Dame has WNBA stars. That Louisville's got WNBA stars that could be legit superstars in the in WA, WNBA in the future. It's just a matter of whether or not they will do what it needs to be done. If not, they, they might lose to Florida State or they'll lose beyond. But I, I'm, I'm looking at and I'm going to say people are sleeping on NC State and I believe that they will deliver and they will either face and they will do enough to either face Notre Dame or Louisville. It's just a question of whether or not can they overtake these teams if they do not if they lose to Florida State or if they beat them and then lose to a Notre Dame or Louisville I believe that the Notre Dame Louisville rematch would be an incredible game to see because you got two great teams that could be legitimate potential championship champions in the in the 2019 NCAA all right so for one thing for certain we are everybody who follows women's basketball they know about Enrique Ogambuale, Okay. Right now she's averaging 21.4 points per game, and she's shooting 45% from the field. Okay. The rest of Notre Dame starting 5, they've got Jessica Shepherd, 16.1, Jackie 1, 14.3, Marina Mabry, 14.2, and Brianna Tur- Turner, 13.8. The rest, so they already have a squad. They got a squad that can compete against anybody. The question is: what about their bench? Their bench, to be honest with you, is not that good, okay? They don't have a bench player that averages over five points a game. They got got players who are scoring two to three points. That is not enough to win, okay? You need to have guys who can play basketball when when the star players need rest, okay? That's one of the reasons why Louisville beat them in the championship game last year, which is why... Louisville could potentially beat them again. Because Louisville, even though they don't have the potential stars, quote-unquote stars that Notre Dame has. But, for one, you can't sleep on Asia Durr. Asia Durr is a legitimate star. She's averaging 21.4 as well. We also have Aresia Carter, who I believe is the, the captain of the Cardinals and is an incredible player. I believe that a team should look at her because of her overall her feel for the game, you know what I mean? Her command of, she's she's kind of like a general on the court, you know what I mean? I'm not saying she's Jason Kidd-esque, but the way that she carries it up, she's got such a command on the court that I believe that a WNBA team could find that valuable in. So if I were somebody in the organization, I would look at Arisa Carter and I would ask her a few questions because I believe that she's the type of leader that I would want on the court if I'm coaching a, a woman's team. But long story short, one of the reasons why Louisville has the potential to win this game is they have a bench. Bianca Dunham, Jasmine Jones, and Yassine Diop. They average they average over five points a game. And they shoot. And Bianca Dunham and Jasmine Jones average over 500% from the field. They shoot over 50% from the field. Okay? And Jasmine Jones played relatively well in the last ACC championship game. So... It, it's really just a matter of whether or not Notre Dame just wants to rise to the occasion. I mean, one pe- one person could say, "Well, hey, look, they could just get they could just play and just forget about the number one seed and just it just doesn't matter to them. They're gonna want, they're gonna go all the way and try to face a UConn or or a Baylor or Oregon or something like that. Or they can come from the perspective of my starting five is just gonna to have to go out and just destroy Louisville starting five. That's the only way Notre Dame's winning this game. If I were, t- if I were, if I'm a, as an analyst, I would pick Notre Dame because I believe that their starting five is better than Louisville starting five. Even though Ricia Carter, Sam Fearing, Dana Evans, a- 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 Asia Durr, they're good, and of course the bench helps add to them. But if we're talking about the best players, the blessed the, it's almost like the Golden State Warriors and everyone else. OK, the Golden State Warriors, they don't really have a bench like they used to. The, the, the Warriors used to have a bench. Now they put all their money in the starting five. So the question is, when the when the when the Warriors get tired, will they do what they need to do? Like like LeBron, LeBron's not the same player. I mean, LeBron's a great player. But when LeBron's on the court, people are, become LeBron dependent and they don't really know how to play the game. So it's really just a question of whether or not who will who will rise to the occasion? But if I'm if I'm as an analyst, I'm picking Notre Dame to win the game because I believe that Enrique Ogbonnwole, Jackie Young, and Brianna Turner knows that what happened last year and they want revenge because Louisville has the bench on their side. But I'm picking Notre Dame to win the ACC championship game, and who knows? Notre Dame could potentially repeat and beat. A potential UConn. Because at the end of the day, UConn has not been the same for a couple years. And this could be the time where Notre Dame puts their stamp to be legitimate. I mean, to be like the best team. People have been saying for years that UConn is the best team in sports. I mean, they've won championship after championship after championship. So this could be the time where you actually can end UConn. So it's just a matter of time of what happens But I'm picking Notre Dame to win the ACC championship because they remember what happened last year. So that is all for Let's Talk Sports with Timothy McCain. Have a good one.